you know, I'd look around and I just could not figure out why nobody was reinventing that experience, um, making it a better experience for the humans and the dogs. And then about six years ago with a business partner, we just decided to do it ourselves. And that's kind of how this whole Barquet concept was born. Hey there, and welcome to STL Unleashed, St. Louis's number one podcast for pet parents and the place for all the cool kids to hang out. It is time for you to know who's who in the loo. I am your host, Janie Budnick, president and founder of Four-Legged Kids, St. Louis's number one dog walking and pet sitting service. Get ready for interviews about the people and places that can help you become a better pet parent because life with pets is life well lived. Hey there, everybody. This is Janie with Four-Legged Kids with another installment of STL Unleashed, where all the cool kids and their pet parents hang out. Today, I have a very special guest. This is Laid Dodell with Bar K. Um, now, this is something pretty new to our community, and I can say personally, I had no idea until I went. This is amazing, and it's honestly a pretty new concept that uh, that we have seen kind of spreading all over the United States now. But again, welcome, Labe. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So wanted to get started just a, a little chit chat about what Barkay is and kind of the history of, of Barkay. You are a co-founder, right? right. Yep. So tell us, where did the concept get started? Well, um, you know, like a lot of startups, it began by by us trying to solve a problem for ourselves. Like the founders are all were dog people. I, I had a normal life, believe it or not. I was an attorney and I was working in the insurance industry. So what a party that was, right? But I was, yeah. you know, my household is myself and three dogs. And so I was, you know, I was a dog park a day kind of guy. Um, and I was living in Kansas City at the time. I live here in St. Louis now, but I was living in Kansas City. And, you know, like most communities, we we were fortunate to have a variety of public dog parks, but the experience was so limited as everybody who's been to a public dog park knows. There's no gatekeeper. There's certainly no sheriff in town to police the behavior. There's no lighting. There's no comfortable place to sit. You certainly can't get a drink or a bite to eat or work on your laptop. And, you know, I'd look around and I just could not figure out why nobody was reinventing that experience, um, making it a better experience for the humans and the dogs. And then about six years ago with a business partner, we just decided to do it ourselves. And that's kind of how this whole Barquet concept was born. And then the bug bit you and you started expanding. Yeah, our first location opened in Kansas City in, well, we, we actually did a pop-up as proof of concept in 2017. We just found an old empty warehouse in a really remote part of Kansas City called the West Bottoms, very industrial. And we we just kind of, it had no heat, it had no air conditioning. And we built a little makeshift bar in the middle of it just to see what would happen. And it was like an instant cult sensation. Was we it called really? It, uh, we called it the Barquet Lab because lab is kind of like it was a laboratory, it was a testing ground. And of course, lab is a breed of dog. So we thought that was kind of cute. 
And people to this day still talk nostalgically about the Barquet Lab. It was packed every day. People just loved the idea of this kind of really interesting destination where they could socialize with their friends and their dogs and have a drink. And so that gave us confidence to believe that the concept had legs, pardon the expression. And so then our permanent location opened in Kansas City in August of 2018. Um, also in an area of town that at the time was not a destination by any means. It was partially under a highway bridge next to a railroad track. It was wow. the kind of place that you would really only go at that time to bury a body. And everyone <laughs> thought we were crazy. But now there's two very large multifamily apartment buildings right next door to us. There's a new stadium being built down the street from us. The streetcar is coming. So we've really been a catalyst for the development of that whole neighborhood. A lot of growth. Yeah. yeah that was 2018 in Kansas City. Then we brought the concept here to St. Louis in November of 2021. So about a year and a half ago, I moved here to St. Louis to help get this this one open. Um, as you learned, we lo were located just south of the Grove, again, in what was a pretty industrial block of McCree between Kings Highway and Vandeventer. But just like in Kansas City, that's about to change because there's now a large multifamily construction project literally right next door to us and lots of other development that will follow. You know, people, be, if you're a dog person, what could be better than to be walking distance from the coolest dog park in the world. And you, and your experience of being surprised when you came for the first time is very common. Pe people don't realize how ambitious, you know, you hear dog park bar and you think it's like, look, you picture a little sports bar with some wood chips in the backyard. And that's not what this concept is at all. As you learned there, it's an entire community. It's very large. We have a two acre outdoor park. We have 10,000 square foot indoor park. The park is always staffed by, we call them dog tenders. So they're trained in dog behavior, much like your, your staff, right? They uh -huh. understand yes. how to keep the dog safe and how to keep the people safe. And we have three bars. We have a stage for music. Um, and we have a, a really, really good restaurant with, you know, we're really proud of the food that we serve. We have a scratch kitchen. So if you yes. haven't been yet, um, you definitely need to grab your dog and come check it out or come without a dog. If you don't have one that people, people are worried. It's weird to come without a dog. And it definitely is not. <laughs> it's just, I know. Really I love that. Just place. come to get your dog fix, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Come to get your dog fix. And there's always activities going on and there's just, there's just great energy in our space pretty much every day. We're open seven days a week. That's amazing. You know, and um, you know, being in the pet industry ourselves and of course, um, I'm, you know, I educate in the industry for in-home services. And when these really started popping up, there was this huge conversation around, oh yeah, let's combine drunk people with dogs. I know. And that's going to be a beautiful mix, right? And so yeah, that's, we heard that all the time. You know, that's like the, I guess the immediate impression that you would get is what a lousy combination, but the implementation is where it is. And I think the key to to the environment that you've set up is your handlers. Yep, absolutely. Um, because I, you know, as a fellow business owner, that's one of the biggest things that I was watching when I was there. These are not teenagers on their cell phones. Right. Um, 
these are some serious people. Honestly, I emailed you and I tried to steal one of them away, but she was very, very. <laughs> it's hard enough. It's hard enough to find good people without you stealing. I was like, so how do you how do you like work? Well, it, really, it was a conversation about how she liked working and and she like being completely sold on the mission. She was talking about the the education that you provide, and um, it was just watching them working the floor. Yeah. Um, it was it was a totally different concept in person, and uh, well, I'm good. I, that makes me happy that a professional such as yourself was impressed with how we manage the space. So that yeah, makes me it's, feel pretty good. It is. It was like so planned out. Um, I really, I super enjoyed it. So you know, just to fill everybody in on why I was there in the first place, um, just based off of we really wanted to have our team meeting at a cool place, um, you know, hanging with the cool kids. Uh, we had our team meeting in January, kind of end of 2022 party. And so you guys have event spaces. Um, we actually had one of our employees who had been down there several times that said, hey, you should check out their event space. And um, it was perfect. We had food brought in. You have, you know, of course, the private room and you even have a little private separate dog park area. We do. Yep. So we have a we have just like you said, we have a private indoor space. It's about 900 square feet. It can fit 30, 40 people comfortably. And, you know, we host everything from dog birthday parties to offsite business meetings to fundraisers. You name it. It's really it's a really creative space great energy. But then, like you say, we have an outdoor space as well. It's called Pet Finder Park. We did that in partnership with PetFinder.com, which most people are familiar with Pet Finder, which is a online aggregator of rescue organizations. And so we created a little private outdoor space. We use it for a lot of different things, but primarily we, we host adoption events every Saturday from 11 to 1. Um, and we just invite a different local rescue every weekend to come in with their with their adoptables. And we have an unbelievable track record of finding those dogs homes. We, we find that if you give someone a cocktail and a puppy, you can close the deal pretty quickly. And so yes, our, our, our match rates are. And, and also we anyone who adopts a dog at, at one of our events, it comes with a free annual membership. So then oh you gosh. automatically get the ability to bring that dog back again and again, get the dog some socialization. And it just, it all kind of feeds, feeds together to help build that kind of community. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that is a huge, huge benefit to the community and, and very generous of you guys to offer that. Because yeah, I, mean, especially... I love that space. I mean, we've had companies have had their holiday parties out in that space. They've set up tents. I mean, there's no limit to what you can, what you can do in that space. We've had educational programming out there. Um, we'd love to do even more. So anyone who's listening that has any ideas of how to utilize that space, please reach out. Um, STL events at barkdogbar.com will get to us. Um, or you can just come by and talk to us at, in person anytime. Yeah. And, and what I really, I mean, I liked about it because people that haven't been there, you know, have no clue what we're talking about. I mean, it's a large outdoor area. It is turfed. It's got, you know, some different agility and things that the dogs can use. Yep. Um, it's just, it's a great space. And um, what we really enjoyed, of course, because some of my team brought their dogs is 
being able to have them out there and be able to, um, you know, still be with each other, have our meeting, have our socialization time. And you can actually get a handler out there with you to actually, you know, maintain your own dogs that you have in your, your group and make sure everybody's happy and playing well together. Exactly right. Yep. Um, so so that was, that was a huge, like, it felt like a gift to us to have that available. So, you know, we could still do what we needed to do. And yet, you know, we could know that our babies were out there and they were happy and, and running around and playing ball. And, you know, they were, some of them were just crazy excited. That's awesome. That's exactly what we were hoping would happen. Plus, we also um, we make some food for dogs scratch out of our kitchen as well as food for people. So you can even reward your dogs with some of our uh, special treats like we make turkey and sweet potato meatballs. We make chicken risotto for the dogs. So oh um, my goodness, can the yes. humans have some really good food, but the dogs can have some really delicious and nutritious treats as well. There you go. Yeah, I know our team, they were they were bashing on the um, the sliders, amazing sliders. And uh, I think that the French fries, those were like a team favorite. Our French fries, people love our French fries. They are really, really good. It, the food is, you know, we were very intentional about not making our restaurant feel like an afterthought to the dog park. We wanted it to really stand on its own. And I think we succeeded in doing that. We have seasonal um, specials. Um, we constantly rotate that menu with new items. It's We take a lot of pride in having a restaurant that stand on, stands on its own. Yeah. And it has, you know, I mean, for the community, it has some, uh, some vegetarian options. Was there vegan? Were there vegan meatballs? Yeah. We have multiple vegan options as well as vegetarian and we don't serve any pig products anywhere in the building. Um, so again, we've, we've just tried to be pretty thoughtful. We're, we're really conscious of sourcing our food from businesses that use humane farming practices. And that brand promise is right on the top of our menu. And we hold our suppliers to that. Um, so again, everything is, we tried to be really intentional about everything and make it all feel like it's part of a, of a brand. Yes, comfortable space for everyone. Absolutely. And art's a big part of the experience too. I'm sure you notice that there's just oh, all yes. kinds of creative art installations throughout the whole facility. Most of them, um, in fact, I think all of them done by local artists. Oh, like the one behind you. Well, okay. So people that are listening to the podcast can't, can't <laughs> yeah. see what is behind you, but yeah, yes. This is a really fun piece done by a local Kansas City artist actually named Charlie Podraberic. Nice. Dogs drinking coffee. I can actually like I can adopt the personality of a different dog depending on my mood that day. You know, uh, that's great. It's, well, it's going to be know, hard for people that are just listening to understand what we're talking about. But I know that's true. You know, <laughs> I, I'm having a little hiccup on my uh, video feed, but uh, you know, I'm I'm in New Orleans today drinking some uh, chicory and coffee from Cafe Du Monde. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so I'm there with those dogs. You know, I think I'm the one that's a little red-eyed and, and needs a little bit more sleep. <laughs> Don't we all? Yes, yes. So, you know, event-wise, whenever I was looking through the information, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was your your breed highlights. What what are those? I saw, do you have uh, breed parties, breed get-togethers? Yeah, we do breed meetups every Sunday yes. afternoon. Okay. 
Um, and of course, all dogs are always welcome, but this is just an opportunity for people to, to meet and socialize with other pet parents that have the same breeds. It's always fun to see those other dogs. So there's a schedule of that on our website and there's big banners around the park that talk about the different meetups. I think it was new fees, I think this past Sunday. So we had a lot of big dogs in the, in the park and um, it's just different group every Sunday. Um, and sometimes we put a little fun twist on it. Like I know one of the Sundays is dogs with food names. So oh, I love it. your tater tots and your French fries and your bagels will be there. And uh, so we just try to make it fun. Well, that's cool. So which, uh, which one has been the busiest, which breed, like they start you know, crawling out of the park. It's 2023 and everything is always kind of those trends, right? So probably the doodle meetups are the busiest right about now. I can't there's, imagine. Yes. There's so many doodles, but I mean, we've been surprised. I mean, I forget what was it. There was a small breed meetup that we had. I don't remember whether it was Yorkies or Chihuahuas. And they were just coming out of the woodwork. I mean, there were so many little little ones. And by the way, we should met, we have a separate small dog area as well. So the small guys and gals are always safe in their own space. But it's we had Dobie meet up where we had lots of Dobies come out. I mean, it's really fun to just see all these breeds come out and play with each other. And so what has been your favorite breed that you've seen come in? Oh gosh, I love all the dogs. I, I I really don't have a favorite. I mean, I guess I'm partial to the big the big dogs, but I love them all. Um, I you know people always say that the dogs have, if anything, exceeded our expectations just from a behavior standpoint. I mean, they just they just figure out that this is a safe and joyful space, and you know, yes, the dog tenders do a great job of keeping the space safe, but honestly, the dogs have just They've been just a blessing and in all, all three of our locations, um, the space is just so, so peaceful and joyful. It's amazing. So what has been, I guess, one of the more rare breeds that you've seen there? Because that honestly, for a dog lover, um, I mean, it is, it is like total candy when you go into your facility because you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen one of those breeds before. Um, because even in being in the industry for 25 years, well, there's of course still dogs I hadn't ever met. Yeah. I just met Spinoni Italiano for the first time at, at our conference in Dallas. I was like, so cool. I mean, I've only seen you in pictures. Before. I know. No, I mean, we've had, I'm trying to think of like the most exotic, but we've had so many, I mean, so many breeds. We've had Dogos and we've had Corsos. And of course there's a, couple of wolfhounds in St. Louis that come on a regular basis who I love, who are just amazing. Um, we just get, we just get all of them, you know, and we don't yes. believe in breed restrictions and some of the little, you know, pit, pity mixes are some of our sweetest customers and they do great in the park and we've had no problems with them and been able to kind of debunk the, the stereotypes and the, and the mythology around that. And, um, you know, that's just another great thing about Barquet is we have a real educational role that we can play. You know, there are some people that just have misperceptions about breeds and behaviors tied to those breeds when most of us know that, yes, of course, breeds have developed to emphasize certain characteristics, but by and large, it's the individual dog and how it's raised and 
you know, how it's brought up that matters. And um, we've just been able to make it work with just about every, every type of dog under the sun. Yeah. Which is crazy when you get all those personalities together. I mean, of course, understandably there's, there's going to be little tips. You've got your handlers that are very well trained for that. Um, I mean, what would you, what would you say are the most important things for uh, people to know when they come like from uh, gee, what's the best way for me to, if their dog is. It's a great question. I mean, there's so many things, right? We have a lot of people whose dog has never been to a dog park. Right. And I love the fact that we can, we're providing this opportunity for those people and and more so for those dogs to experience that freedom. And, um, but the people are often nervous <laughs> and, yes. and I, I know if I can just kind of separate the dog from the person that dog in nine, 99 times out of a hundred is going to thrive. Yes. You know, those of us who work with dogs, I mean, you can glance at the dog and, and know in an instant from its body language, if the dog is comfortable or not. But the people, if they're not trained, they don't know that. And so, you know, we've had a lot of people that are first timers that want to go in with their dog on a leash. Well, those of us who work in the space know that that's not a good idea. When you have a dog park with 100 dogs off leash and one dog on leash, you're asking for trouble. That dog is at a disadvantage and leash leash aggression is a very real thing. So we always encourage the the guest unleash the dog in the sally port before the dog enters the space because that first moment is the you know you just got to get through that first moment (laughs) and then usually everybody lives happily ever after so um that's one example we're very 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 strict about not letting any food in the off-leash area under any circumstances which you know is where some of these other dog park concepts have gone wrong because you know even the sweetest dog when confronted with a morsel of food and a strange dog could react. And so we just don't allow any food or treats or anything in the park. The park was designed really carefully to not have any blind spots or trap areas where dogs can feel cornered. So none of this is an accident. It's all the product of a lot of little decisions that we made over the course of putting the facility together. A lot of research, a lot of understanding of dogs and behavior. Um, Yeah, actually, I did notice that when I was there that there's, you know, there's flow through everywhere. Um, You know, if there's something that the dogs can get on and play with, there's nothing that they can, you know, get under and have little, you know, cloistered areas with other dogs. So, yes, I mean, I knew that was intentional, but certainly your your average pet parent that comes in there is is not going to really realize the, the intention that was put in the entire design and how you have it set up. So yeah, it's very true. I think people think we just kind of put a fence up and hope for the best, and really, it's not the case. And you know, we have an advisory board of leading veterinarians and behaviorists from around the country where we can go to if we have questions or you know need guidance or advice. So it is it is um, all very purposeful. That, that definitely is. So now you have your own dogs. You said you have three dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Well, they're all rescues. So I, my oldest is Bear. He's 14 and blind now and really starting to slow down, which we've all been through, which is not yes. easy. He's really the dog that started this whole journey. I mean, I he's the most mature creature of any species I've ever met. I mean, it it was very, you know, I adopted him at eight weeks, nine weeks old. And 
it was in, instantly he was comfortable in any situation. I took him with me everywhere and or at least everywhere he was allowed. We got kicked out of most places, which is, again, one of the things that drove me to create this space where you don't have to leave your dog at home. Yes. So I have Bear. Bears, and then I have my middle child is Benji. He's an, a, a giant red merle Australian shepherd with the, you know, mismatched eyes. And he's got all the Aussie characteristics. He's super smart, super high energy, kind of bank, bouncing off the walls all the time and just crazy. <laughs> and then I've got my my troublemaker, my youngest, my my little brown dog, who was kind of an accident, who has some pretty serious reactivity issues um, around people. And he was actually, you know, he was going to get put down when I, I decided I would take him in and try to rehome him. Um, but I quickly found out just how how difficult his issues were. And I just didn't feel like I could in good conscience place him anywhere. So I just let him stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't come to Barquet, unfortunately. For, um, and I just have to be really careful with him. He's happy as can be in my house. He's just not comfortable around strangers. Yeah. Um, and that's we we call that human selective. So yeah. We have a lot of dogs that are that way. And, and, you know, those, because we work as a team, those dogs aren't, you know, aren't the best with us either because they just choose their people and yep. they're done. <laughs> yeah. That's it takes frankly. a lot to earn that level of trust. It does. So it does. But they're great. I mean, it's, you know, I take them with me. I'm, you know, I'm bouncing around from Barquet location to location. I'm going to Kansas city tonight, in fact, and, they come with me, toss them in the van, and we just motor to Kansas City. And they were with me when we opened Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago. They came with me and spent a month in Oklahoma City. So they're, yeah. getting, the, they're getting around. Yeah, so we haven't even hit that. So like the development of Barquet here, we've got Kansas City. Then we opened up St. Louis in 21. And you just finished opening Oklahoma. Now, we're in Oklahoma. That's a big state. So right in Oklahoma City, we're right downtown in a in an area called the Boathouse District, which is right on the Oklahoma River, just a short walk from Bricktown, which is their kind of dining and entertainment district. It's the location really could not be better. It's spectacular, um, and it's got a lot of um, similar features to St. Louis. It's got a large ten thousand square foot indoor off leash park and two acres of outdoor space, a lot of the same features, a stage and a climbing structure and an agility course and so on. Um, it's really, really, really beautiful. And um, we're off to a great start. There's been lots of buzz and energy around Oklahoma City. Um, you know, lots of good crowds in, on the weekends and we're off to the races. We even have a boat dock um, where we're going to be able to rent stand up paddle boards and let people take their dogs out on the river, which in the summertime, right. which will be amazing. Yeah, it'll be really cool for people to be able to do that. That is so cool. So is this like essentially another city revitalization thing? Do you think it is? Yeah, we're out? in an area where the first, where the first, there's a, the city of Oklahoma City built this boathouse district, which is a world-class water sports complex. In fact, the U.S. Olympic trials for a lot of rowing events are held there. Wow. But, there, but other than that, it hadn't really been a draw for people. And so Barque is the first private development in that area. And hopefully that just like in our other markets, other things will 
follow apartments and hotels and so forth. So it's pretty exciting to be to be part of that kind of a catalyst. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, you've got the community development, but of course, putting something like that in takes a huge amount of research. Do you guys have like your eyeballs on some some new places? Because obviously, the concept worked, right? Yeah, I mean, any city, right? I mean, it's not like there are cities that aren't into dogs. I mean, it's like yeah. every city. Is. So we're looking at a really cool potential site in Columbus, Ohio, that I'm excited about. We're looking at a site in Dallas. Of course, you know, you got everyone's like, you got to be in Dallas. You got to be in Dallas. So, um, you know, we we this we always think of Barquet as top golf for dog lovers, and so all oh, of the success that like top that golf reference. has had, like building a social experience around people's love for golf. You know, we think there's a lot more people that love dogs than golf. At least I sure hope so. So we have every bit of as big of an opportunity to do this around the country. Um, and that's, that's our plan. So long-term planning, I'm sure you guys probably have numbers on this five years from now, how many locations do you hope to have? I mean, we'd love to have 20, 25 locations by then. You That's know, incredible. put a flag in the ground in most of the major markets in the U.S. It's the challenge. The biggest challenge, of course, is real estate because we need a huge footprint. Yeah, you know, we need at least two acres. Plus, we need to be able to park. I mean, I don't know how busy it was when you were there, Jane. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I mean, we even with 300 spots, we don't have enough on beautiful days. Yeah. So we need to find sites that have you know two acres of space plus parking for 300 cars and that's not easy to do. And and we always want to be kind of in a down, you know, in an urban setting where dogs don't have as much opportunity to run around. So it's, it's challenging to find those kinds of locations. Yes. That is, that is pretty amazing. So yeah, that's going to be a lot of travel for you then over the next five years. There will be a lot. We will <laughs> have to be adding some people. I mean, right now it's really just me and I'm, and a, co-founder and so it's a lot for two people to kind of run a business like this oh absolutely so you know then i guess to employment um do you guys like are you guys always hiring what kind of positions do you have down there i mean in case somebody hears this and is like yeah wow. please come we are always hiring i think that is fair to say especially right now right because we're ramping up for spring Yes. And so every job, you know, that you would expect, you know, obviously we've been talking about the dog tenders. Those are the yes. people that work out in the park. We can always use talented people, especially people that have some experience. Maybe they've been a, a walker, a sitter, worked at a daycare. Those people will thrive at Barquet. Yes. But then we have, you know, every hospitality job. We need servers. We need bartenders. We need cooks. Um, we need people that work at our front desk. We call them guest ambassadors that greet guests when they come in and get them signed up and everything. So, um, you know, we eat each one of our locations takes about a hundred people to run. Wow. You know, there's a lot, a, a lot of job opportunities at Barquet. So that's pretty incredible. Do you have like a link on your website for that? If Go to the website, there's a, absolutely. There's a careers section at the, I think it's at the top, right. But if it's not, you'll find it. Oh, and, I'll drop uh, a link in the show notes. So people oh, can great. get it easy. That'd be great. That's perfect. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, walking in the door, I noticed you have a relationship with Kennelwood. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we've always thought from the beginning that, like, in addition to the Barquet experience of being there with your dog and having a drink and socializing, that there's a pet services opportunity as well for, you know, people get comfortable with our space. The dog gets comfortable with our space. A lot of people would like to be able to 
leave their dog for daycare or for boarding, or they would like training services. And so um, for the first time in St. Louis, we added that element to the business. And we did that by partnering with Kennelwood. Most people in St. Louis are familiar with Kennelwood Pet Resorts. They're a leader in pet services around town. They've got seven or eight locations. And so so we have a, a business called Stay at Barquet. It's right there in the same space, right to the right when you walk in, as you saw. And through through Stay at Barquet, um, in partnership with Kennelwood, we offer day camp so you can drop your dog off. And the beauty of day camp at Stay at Barquet is like, not only do you have kind of the traditional day camp experience where there are indoor playrooms, but those dogs get access to the park. Oh, so they if do. You're a, yeah, so if you're a, like a Barquet regular, and your dog already loves our park and now you need to you know travel or you need to work for a day or whatever you can drop your dog off at Barquet and have the confidence that they're going to have that same experience they're going to be out in the park that they're already familiar with probably interacting with dogs they remember from their last visit so it's just a great daycare offering and, and then, then do they do they have interaction with the people that are there also of course yeah they they wear a we we put a bandana on them an orange bandana so our staff knows, okay, that's a daycare dog. But other than that, they they tr are treated just like any other dog at Barquet, and they have the same. They're experience. getting the human socialization. They also. are. So if yep. they're if they're yep. seekers of human contact, yeah, there's no shortage of that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's just a great, it's a great daycare option for folks. And then we have two professional trainers that work full time there and provide training services. Um, for dogs. So you can do like a, a combination day camp and train where your dog stays at day camp and works with the trainers. Um, we have a full, huge full service grooming salon um, where the, you know, you can drop your dog off and dog can get groomed. And we even do shuttle boarding. We don't board at that facility. It's not set up for overnight, but Kennelwood will take the dogs from Barquet to one of their other boarding facilities and then so if you live nearby Barquet and you need to board your dog you can drop your drop, drop off, off and pick up at Barquet so there's just all kinds of great options for folks at stay at Barquet yeah that's a good model do you think you're going to spread something like that to your other locations in the yep, future the idea is to include that at all of our locations just one step at a time because there's a lot <laughs> going on but that's Proof the of concept yeah exactly <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there are just so many opportunities that you guys have there. I mean, it really was um, just the, you know, not everybody that's listening, of course, is a business person, but, you know, those that are, it's, you know, really just seeing that market need. So many businesses start because you're in, you know, the business owner has been in a situation that they're like, wait, yeah. I don't have anything that's working for me right now. So, Let's, let's answer tell, what the market needs. Yeah, I tell young entrepreneurs all the time, solve a problem for yourself, and then you'll be solving it for a lot of other people at the same time. Exactly. That is so perfect. So, yes, I want everybody that's listening, you know, go hang with the cool kids, right? Because <laughs> that that is what that place is like. It's um, It was over, I mean, it was like jaw-dropping when I walked in in the door because it's just such a beautiful space. And if you're a dog lover, it's just, you Pretty just have to heaven. sit there and absorb it. I, I had to go sit in the park <laughs> in a chair and just like soak it in for a few minutes. Yeah, it is overwhelming. I 
I enjoy. I can always tell the people who are there for the first time because you're you're right. They have the big eyes and the jaw dropped, and you can just see that it's almost hard to process because there's so much going on and it's so brand new. I mean, how many times do you have a really authentically brand new experience in life? Not that often. And I think that's what Marque feels like to people who come in for the first time. It's like you never really even imagined that something like that was possible. So. Yeah, that's that's fun for for us to see <laughs> to see that reaction on people's face and the dogs. I mean, you know, the dogs walk in. Sometimes I see them come in for the first time. They kind of hesitate. They look up at their owner like, really? Like, I can just go. <laughs> and then they just take <laughs> off and they just get the zoomies and they're just running all over the place. I mean, it's pretty cool. I've seen people break down and cry because they never thought that their dog was going to be OK in that kind of an environment. And they're just so happy to see their dog like living its best life. I mean, it's. It's pretty cool to see it all come together like that. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, kudos to you for this. And I know the growth and the success that you're going to have in the future. Um, I will make sure I drop everything down here. Now, you had mentioned it's is it it's membership based across yeah, the board? So it's, it's membership based, but you can come and buy a day pass. So you, you a lot of people will come the first time and just get a day pass and just make sure that your dog likes it and it works. It's $10 on a weekday, $15 on the weekend. And then you can come in, um, enjoy the, you know, experience the space. And most people then end up buying a membership. You can buy the membership either on an annual basis or a month to month basis, whatever works best for you. You can buy the membership either right there at our front desk or on the website, which is barkadogbar.com. So we try to make it as easy as possible for people to figure out how to access this. And by the way, if you're not, if you don't have a dog, it's free. I think people don't realize that the only, the only charge is when you bring in the dog. Cause that's where, of course we have all the additional expense, but right. for people that just want to come and check it out, we're a bar and a restaurant, come on in and experience it for yourself. It's free. You do have to fill out a quick little guest entry form where you acknowledge that you understand that there are a bunch of dogs running around, but it is no cost. And we, we love it when people come to check oh, it out. Yeah. Go and get your fix. I can imagine because you're down there uh, near a lot of universities that that might be a pretty big pull because, you know, they might not have time to have a dog of their own. And it sounds like it's even just a great place to come grab a table and do a little studying. Absolutely. We've got great Wi-Fi. It's a really, you know, if you got a dog and you're looking for a place to get some work done, you can kill two birds with one stone, right? So that's true. The dog is running around while you're getting work. You know, we see people working on their laptops throughout the whole space. And I think that's a great way. We have great coffee from Caldi's and um, really check all, all the boxes. You do. There you go. Supporting another local. That's awesome. Well, good. I am going to put all of those links in the show notes for everybody. Leigh, thank you so much for joining me today. This yeah, enjoy is, it. Thanks for having this me. This has in. been a pleasure. And uh, definitely finding out more about the history and future of Barkay. Thank you for listening to this episode of STL Unleashed. Check out the show notes below for any links mentioned in this episode. If you are needing dog walking and pet sitting yourself, check out our website at fourleggedkids.com. And as always, if you have a warm heart for another cold nose, make sure to support our local pet rescue. A few can go, some can give, but all can share.